Welcome to Smarticus History. All right, enough with the echo and fanfare. You're here for history, right? And not that boring crap you learned in high school. This stuff's actually interesting. Like things you've never heard about the Civil War, Cleopatra, automobiles, Monopoly, the Black Plague, and more. Fascinating stories, interesting topics, and some downright weird facts from the past. It's a new twist on some stories you may know, and an interesting look at some things you may have never heard. So, grab a beer, kick back, and enjoy. Here's your host, Smarticus. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Michael Jackson sang in his hit song, Smooth Criminal. Nearly everyone is familiar with these famous lyrics, but few know the meaning behind them, and fewer still know that behind that inspiration lies another story that began in the 1880s, France with the crafting of a death mask. Today on Smarticus Tells History, we are unraveling the tale of Recessiani. In the late 1880s, the body of a young girl was pulled from the River Seine in Paris, France. She appeared to be about 16 years old and had drowned, but her identity was a complete mystery beyond that. As was the custom at the time, her body was placed on display at the Paris mortuary in the hopes that someone would recognize and identify her. No one did, but the pathologist on duty grew so enamored with her face that he asked a molder to make a plaster cast or death mask of her face. It's easy to see why he wanted to preserve her likeness. Le Acanu de la Seine, or the unknown of the sign, as she became regarded, was a delicate beauty with her softly closed eyes beneath a smooth brow. Her mouth just barely quirked up in the corners, a Mona Lisa smile, leaving any that had viewed her wondering what she was seeing that amused her so at the time of her death. Soon, reproductions of the mask could be found for sale outside of the Malheur's workshops on the left bank of the very river Nkanu had drowned in. Her face became a muse for artists, novelists, and poets. All were eager to create a backstory for the drowned beauty. Before long, nearly every fashionable drawing room in Europe was adorned with a mask of Nkanu on the wall. In his 1899 novella, The Worshipper of the Image, Richard Le Gallienne portrayed the mask as a malevolent spirit that bewitches and destroys a young poet. Other writers portrayed Nkanu as an innocent who falls prey to the evils of the city and drowns herself, or as a jilted lover, left pregnant and alone. Death masks have existed in some variation for as long as recorded history. Ancient Egyptians completed the rite of mummification with the placement of a sculpted mask over the face of the deceased. The mask was believed to strengthen the spirit and guard the soul against evil forces on its journey to the afterworld. Roman elites had plaster casts of their likeness created while they were still alive to be used for display after death in the family's atrium as a sign of social and political power. Later, the practice shifted to being completed following death and cast of the faces of royalty, military, and political leaders, and influential artists and scientists adorned libraries, museums, and universities. During the late 18th century, around the time Nkanu was discovered, scientists began using the mask to record and study human physiology and identify unknown bodies. 
The Mask of Encanto circulated through Europe for decades, but it was another drowning that cemented her countenance in medical history. In 1955, Asmund Lerdahl pulled his two-year-old son, Tor, from the water, only to find him unresponsive and lifeless. He was able to clear the boy's airways in time to save him, implementing a crude version of early CPR. Lairdol did not have a background in medicine. In fact, he produced children's toys. What had started as a small Norwegian publishing house specializing in greeting cards and children's books had grown to include some of the very first toys ever made with soft plastics. Lairdol made a fortune creating realistic play dolls and toy cars, but his connection to CPR became full circle when Peter Safer, an Austrian physician, approached him. Along with American doctor James Elam, the latter had just perfected the revolutionary CPR technique in 1958. Safer was looking for someone who could manufacture dolls on which people could practice the cardiopulmonary resuscitations, and Lyrdahl's experience with plastics made for the perfect partnership. Lyrdahl decided to make the doll female to seem less threatening to trainees. He also thought that male students would be less than thrilled to pucker up to another man. He knew the mannequin needed a natural appearance, one that resembled a real person, but was not frightening or gruesome. During a brainstorming session, Lyrdahl recalled a mask that had hung on the wall of his grandparents' house. A sweet, delicate face that would make the perfect CPR mannequin. Le Encanu de la Seine. Lyrdahl added the likeness of Encanu to his doll, and used the name of his already best-selling toy as her moniker, Rusesiani was born. The first Recessiani dolls were simple, but effective. The body consisted of a spring metal hoop to simulate the ribs and served as a foundation for the chest upon which compressions could be practiced. Attached was a plastic lung and a simulated anterior thorax, or breastplate. The neck had embedded rubber bladders which the instructor could use to produce a carotid pulse with a handheld bulb. The remainder of the doll was essentially a plastic balloon that could be inflated for each class with a foot pump. Above the neck, which could be extended to open the airway, was the face of Nkanu, with lips gently parted to force air between. Her head was topped with blonde hair. The instructor could measure participant success with gauges showing pressure within the lungs. The doll could be cleaned, deflated, folded, and stored in a box between each class. Lairdahl visited the American Red Cross and Safer at Baltimore City Hospital in 1959 to introduce them to Recessiani. The group was thrilled and provided Lairdahl with valuable feedback that allowed him to have the doll recognized in 1960 as a CPR training mannequin. Together, Safer and Lairdahl had created an instrument that allowed life-saving medical interventions to be taught to the general public. But Lairdahl didn't stop there. He worked tirelessly to improve Recessiani, and the next generation was crafted from foam rather than the balloon-like body. Measurement of successful ventilation and compression was provided via pressure sensors, which lit a display on a mounted pod. The same pod also contained an electronic metronome to teach the appropriate compression rates. A student's mastery was shown in concrete terms and an EKG-like paper demonstrating proper timing, depth, and sequence of resuscitation and compressions could be produced. Other generations of the doll introduced replaceable lips and lungs 
electrodes capable of mating with the arrhythmia simulator and accepting a reduced but actual defibrillation. In 1972, the world's first mass CPR training program began in Seattle, certifying more than 100,000 people in the first two years. Seattle's continued emphasis on bystander involvement and training has made it one of the safest places in the world to have a cardiac arrest. The phrase was so iconic that Michael Jackson snatched it up as a catchy refrain for his 1988 hit single. The Recessi family grew with the introduction of an infant-sized Recessi baby, followed by a child, and then a male dubbed Recessi Andy, and African-American models. A program to provide telephone instructions for CPR began in King County, Washington. Emergency dispatchers gave directions to callers while emergency medical technicians and the fire department were en route to the scene. Dispatcher-assisted CPR is now standard throughout the U.S., and dispatchers are required to hold a valid CPR certification. But Lairdall recognized that the quality of CPR was essential, and Skillmeter Recessiani was designed to meet the growing needs of quantitative real-time CPR measurement and feedback. This model used advanced electronics to display CPR techniques and sequences of steps. Leardall also began developing easily portable equipment for ventilation and airway control, and started a tradition of offering equipment along with complementary training aids. He also became incredibly active in the academic and scientific world surrounding his creations, attending and supporting international resuscitation conferences, donating to programs that expanded on life-saving research, and advising internationally on mass casualties, emergency preparedness, and public education. In 1980, he founded the Lairdall Foundation for Acute Medicine to support research, education, and publication projects. The discovery that early defibrillation was shown to decisively increase the survival rate of pre-hospital cardio arrests in the early 1980s inspired the development of Lairdall's Heart Start Semi-Automatic Defibrillator which allowed ambulance personnel to provide this life-saving treatment. He remained active in the medical community until he died in 1981 and received numerous honors for his contributions. He was the first non-physician member of the Society of Critical Care Medicine, the Wolf Creek Club, and the Club of Mains. He was granted honors by the American Heart Association, the University of Pittsburgh, and the Scandinavian Society of Anesthesiologists. During the 1990s, CPR training was shifted to providing more sufficient hands-on practice to groups. Little Annie, a smaller torso-only model, was introduced in 1995 as a supplemental trainer to meet this need to provide a lower cost and lower student-to-mannequin ratio. Recessi Annie Skill Guide with Basic CPR Feedback was also released in the 1990s, allowing extensive simulated AED training. The 2010 AHA guidelines reinforced the importance of high-quality CPR and brought significant changes to recommended compression rate and depth. In response, Recessi Annie QCPR was released to improve feedback capabilities and mannequin modularity. The new models can be used with the SimPad platform to provide more sophisticated CPR debriefing and data analysis. Today, Recessi Annie features even more upgrades. The latest enhancements include Bluetooth, a rechargeable battery, and compatibility with the best instructor and learner apps to ensure quality CPR training is attainable for everyone. The data collected from Recessiani is helping to guide future improvements in training. 
Victor Lordell, the infant once saved by an early form of CPR, is now the executive director of the Lordell Foundation for Acute Medicine and continues to improve upon and share his father's work. It is estimated that Recessi Annie has been used to train more than 500 million people worldwide and has helped save about 2.5 million lives. The real identity of Leighton Kanu de la Sang that gave Recessi Annie, her face has never been confirmed but continues to inspire and intrigue. Oxford-based artist John Goto constructed an account of defective work and a trail of clues leading to the discovery of a turn-of-the-century carte-de-visit calling card in a Buenos Aires junk shop. This showed Nkanu's identity as a Hungarian actress named Iwa Laszlo, who was murdered by her lover, Louis Argon. Goto posted his story and evidence online. The fictional case took on a life of its own, and in recent years, a Google search will reveal many websites claiming Iwa Laszlo as the real-life Nkanu. Whatever her true name and story, the world owes the young woman in the sign a debt of gratitude. Her face has helped save millions of lives, inspired dozens of creators, and served as a compelling mystery for over a century. If you are interested in helping our podcast grow, please consider donating to the show at Smarticus Tells History LLC on PayPal. And if you're interested in starting your own podcast, you can do so with ease on Buzzsprout. Check the links in the show notes to get started today. Thanks for listening to Smarticus Tells History. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate and review and make sure to subscribe. And be sure to follow the show at facebook.com slash History, or just click the link in the show description. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.